0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and whenever you should happen to find this. Welcome to the Quote of Arms podcast. I am Coach J. Rowe, the Unsummoned Skull, your host with the most. And we are talking about our favorite tribes, archetypes, and synergies in Magic the Gathering. <clears throat> Today my guest is...
1: Hello, I'm Anomaly.
0: You certainly are. <laughs> and it's wonderful <laughs> to have you on. <clears throat>
1: thank you so much for inviting me it's good to talk to you
0: absolutely it's my honor uh, so where can the people find you
1: uh, you can find me I'm almost always on tiktok I stay on there that's the stomping grounds but uh, sometimes I'm over on twitter as well you can find me under either as anomaly um, I have an instagram but I keep forgetting it exists please don't follow me on instagram I feel bad for the people that follow me on there because I, I it doesn't exist
0: no well, I'm glad that people do still follow you because you're an awesome person to follow, if, even if you're not putting out fresh content on there.
1: Thanks. Appreciate it. <clears throat> Absolutely.
0: You're not so bad yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do try. <laughs> uh, I'm acquired taste, though. Anyways, <laughs> so what tribe archetype or synergy are we going to be talking about today?
1: Um, I'm sure it's a total shocker to everyone. Um, squirrels.
0: Oh, nutty about squirrels, eh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I love them in magic. I love them in real life. So, it's it's really nice to be able to blend uh, an animal that I grew up having a mild obsession with, and being able to use squirrels to learn more about magic in general.
0: Awesome. So, what do squirrels look like in magic?
1: Squirrels and magic look like um, Death by a Thousand paper cuts. As they're just little 1-1 tokens. Almost all of them are little 1-1 tokens. But uh, it can get out of hand really quickly because there's so many different things that you can do with those squirrels. You can uh, flood the board with a million of them. You can sacrifice them all to deal damage or do another... Cool effect you can uh, you can pump them all up and swing with them you know typical t- token shenanigans especially since modern horizons 2 came out uh, they've gotten some support to become uh, a pretty cool threat
0: absolutely so they're mostly in green with a little bit in black as well right <clears throat> So what sets them apart from, say, elves, which are another base, green, splash, black strategy?
1: Hmm. <clears throat> They're actually kind of similar, but I'd say that I have a lot more support. Uh, but I think one of the things that sets them apart uh, is Chatterfang, the specific effect that Chatterfang has to be able to double things and use them uh, effectively as a board wipe, because green on its own doesn't really have a whole lot of uh, uh, board wipe things. You more have to concentrate on building the big, stompy creatures, but with Chatterfang, you can use these green squirrels as targeted
0: removal. It is interesting. So... If you look at its abilities, starts off it's a 3-3 for 3, which is already pretty aggressive. Then mm-hmm. it has Forest Walk, which has gotten even better with the new Yavimaya, that, uh-huh. <clears throat> that turns everything into forest, which means even if they're not green, they're still able to be... Uh, they still can't block.
1: hmm
0: So, aggressively costed, has a strong evasive ability... <clears throat> Uh, if, if, so then if one more tokens will be created you make that many tokens plus that many squirrels uh, <clears throat> uh, so that many tokens plus that many squirrels are created instead so that does work with a lot of doubling season effects uh, you are not in white so you do miss one of them you can be not in blue yeah. so you miss another but there's still plenty of them and having one in the command zone is very strong mhm then black sac X squirrels target creature gets plus X minus X until end of turn. Now it's interesting that you mentioned using it for removal because, um, that is an ability that's been around for a while. I think it was, I think one of the first cards with it was nameless inversion. Okay. Um, just back in, I believe low or morning tide, uh, colors in a black instant target creature gets plus three minus three until end of turn and loses all creature types. <clears throat> uh, and that was a card which you could use on, say, like a Broodmate Dragon if you had one, which mm-hmm. is a 4-4, to make it into a 7-1 in the air. So one thing that you could do with that, I'm not sure if, it, if the situation has come up, is it could be used as a pump spell. Or as a pump ability. Uh, especially, right, you mean uh,
1: like when I'm attacking with Chatterfang, being yeah. able to pump him up?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to be careful, but with Forest Walk especially, yeah.
1: But it's been an effective uh, way to end the game. Sometimes people don't think about that I can do that to Chatterfang. Mm -hmm. So when I say that I'm just swinging with Chatterfang for three, and then they go, you know what, I'm just not going to block it, and then sacrifice two Squirrels so it's doing five commander damage instead, and it starts to make them sweat a bit.
0: Oh, yeah. And any pump effect now you're doing <clears throat> possibly, so they think that they're okay for another turn. Maybe they are at maybe they have four commander damage left and you're swinging for three. All you gotta do is pop one of them and that's enough.
1: <clears throat> right, and then there's other great ways to pump up Chatterfang in general so that you can sacrifice more squirrels, deal more damage, cards like Chitter Spitter. And on your upkeep, they let you sacrifice a squirrel to so put an acorn counter onto Chitter Spitter
0: and any squirrels on your battlefield get plus one, plus one for each acorn counter. Nice. <clears throat> so yeah, lots of different ways to increase the tokens, to pump Chatterfang as like a surprise little strategy, kind of needle somebody, maybe there's somebody gaining a lot of life. So the ability to go wide or big is an important part of the strategy there with So with Chatterfang. So <clears throat> one element of squirrels is just designing around their fearless leader what happens if you are having difficulty getting the leader out or it's getting answered in some way like Oubliette?
1: Uh I know Chatter <clears throat> can get a lot of hate at a table mm-hmm. once people get sick of the squirrels uh, so I usually just keep some cards on hand and instants that let me bring it back if it's killed uh, Swarmyard is a great land that lets you regenerate squirrels, uh, or I can't think of the names right now. Like infuse in with vitality. If this creature would be destroyed, uh, bring it back to the battlefield tapped awesome. under your control.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so cards like that though let me be able to bring him back easily. But honestly, Chatterfang only costs three, so I have an advantage where I'm able to uh, bring him out easier, even with the commander tax added on. And if you get a card like Growing Rights of Itlamac and you have 10 squirrels on the field, how mm-hmm. the thing gets removed, I can just tap Growing Rights <laughs> if it's like budget guy's cradle and bring him back.
0: That's one of the awesome things about modern design for commanders. They're either really powerful or they have really low mana values and sometimes both.
1: It's wonderful to
0: abuse. Mm-hmm. I like how they're making a lot of defensive, um, aggressively-costed creatures, too. Like, uh, Kalane, uh, the, <clears throat> uh so the Rabbit uh, uh-huh. is one of my favorites right now because it's a 2-mana 1-3, so it keeps attacks away from me while also furthering the strategy. Ah, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, I know from my Chatterfang deck... Uh... I try to keep people from swinging at <clears> me but by having something on me, like a druid's call. So if any damage is dealt to Chatterfang, Fang, I make that many squirrels.
0: Mm-hmm. So and then you usually, make that many squirrels it, it plus that many squirrels, right? And, huh? and you make that many squirrels plus that many squirrels, right?
1: Right, because Chatterfang is out, and this enchantment is attached to it, so, mm-hmm. uh, usually if, if, like, a red player, uh, instantly deals Chatterfang three damage, that's fine, I'm, I'm gonna get six scrolls.
0: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then they do something like a Blasphemous Act or something, it's like, ooh, you might not want to do that. Right,
1: it's, it's so much fun, there, it's... Chatterfang decks can, do, can go really wide, and because I still have mm-hmm. the targeted removal with Chatterfang, uh, flying creatures usually aren't even a big deal, because I can give them plus X, minus X when they swing at me.
0: Awesome. See, so, yeah, a large part of the deck you're talking about, it sounds like there's a lot of token producers and ways to protect uh, Chatterfang. Do you have other squirrels in the deck?
1: Yeah, I got a few here. I know that I have my deck list pulled up over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's quite a few squirrels. Not as much important as like elves, but mm-hmm. I have some fun ones. Uh, them up now. So Toski, bearer of secrets. Are you familiar with that squirrel?
0: So Toski is a four drop. Is it a two two?
1: It's a 1-1, one, one. it okay. is the first ever Squirrel Commander. It sure. can't be countered, it's indestructible, it attacks each combat a fable. And if any of my creatures deal combat damage to a player, I get to draw a card.
0: Nice. <clears throat> so So that is another Squirrel, that's one from, I believe, Kaldheim? I believe so. Yeah.
1: Yes, Kaldheim, yep
0: yeah so that's a nordic squirrel (laughs) makes sense (laughs) so anything basically in the northern hemisphere is going to be uh (laughs) you gotta have squirrels in there because they're everywhere
1: and he's the goodest boy he is absolutely adorable
0: is there a particular art that you preferred
1: uh, let's see, for Toski, I prefer the borderless art for it, uh, and it's like a borderless alt art, um, where it doesn't have quite as much color to it, the colors are a bit faded, but the, the art style for it <clears throat> looks, uh, right on theme with Kaldheim.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's the one I have in my binder right now. Nice. <clears throat> but, uh, I like the Croston. Beast as well as it gets it's a four drop one one that gets seven plus seven plus seven as long as I have seven or more cards in my graveyard.
0: Nice,
1: and that's it's not difficult to get uh seven cards into my graveyard and you have a bunch of instants and sorceries that uh create squirrels, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Um So Threshold was a pretty nasty ability because of the fact that it just, especially in, in Commander games, it just kind of happens over the course of a game.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, White does have one Squirrel. That's like a different breed of Squirrel than Chatterphone.
0: Yeah, I think that was from, is it from Zendikar? Oh, no, it's from Ikoria. Ikoria? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the only <clears throat> one, though.
0: The thing Tyler Brush Swag was saying—it's a—it betray, betrays the the squirrels because it's in the wrong color. I've
1: always said that I really wish that Chatterfang uh, could have a splash of white in mm-hmm.
0: it. Oh yeah. Because there's
1: so many white cards that create tokens that I could really benefit from having a smothering type on board would just be perfection. Nice. Oh, uh, there are some cool silver-bordered cards that I have.
0: <clears throat> awesome.
1: Uh, like Earl of the Squirrel. Earl?
0: <laughs> so, Earl of the Squirrel. <clears throat> Wait, hold on. <clears throat> Uh, squirrel! Oh, nice! It's the Lord, and creature tokens are squirrels in addition to other types. Awesome, mm-hmm. but also Squirrel Link. <laughs> it's pretty
1: freaking cool.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, Squirrel Link damage dealt by this creature also costs you to to create that many uh, one one squirrel creature tokens. That's uh, it, it's cool. It's silly. Um, it's yeah. a rule zero card. It certainly is awesome. <clears throat>
1: oh, you cut out there for a minute.
0: I just said it's certainly awesome. And then cleared my throat.
1: It's, it's a beautiful card. And then there's other ones that aren't squirrels, but will still make a whole bunch of squirrels.
0: Awesome. What are some of they? What are some of them?
1: Uh, you have Squirrel Wrangler. It's a druid 2 2. I can pay 2 and sacrifice a land to put 2 squirrels onto the battlefield, and with Chatterfang out, that makes 4. Or I can sacrifice a land so that all of my squirrels get plus 1 plus 1 until end of time. <clears throat> uh, one of my personal favorites is a black card. It's a one drop called Nested Shambler. Mm-hmm. Um where when it's. Uh, When it's killed, when it's destroyed, whatever its power was, you create that many squirrels instead. So I can do something like take uh, 10 squirrels that I created Mm -hmm. and use Chatterfang's black ability to make Nested Shambler an 11, negative 11 until end of turn. So I'll get back 22 squirrels and spend one black mana for it.
0: Nice. <clears throat> I especially like that Chatterfang's ability is sac X of them, so it happens all at once. <clears throat> mm-hmm. If they were individual, like sac 1, do this, sac 1, do this, then it would be a far worse ability, and it also wouldn't allow you, only one of those would actually resolve. But because it's getting all of those uh, <clears throat> uh, pluses and minuses at the same time, it still has that large power.
1: Absolutely. But there are times where just sacrificing one at a time can be a win con, Mm -hmm. like the uh, infinite combo with pitiless plunderer. So once I sack one creature, I'm going to get a treasure and a squirrel, and I can use that treasure to sacrifice the squirrel again and create an endless loop, having something like, Zulaport, Cutthroat, Blood Artist, Bastion of Remembrance out when I'm doing this, and mm-hmm. everyone's dead.
0: Absolutely. Just gotta be careful somebody doesn't have, like, a soul warden out.
1: Yeah, or something like Elish Norn. It's, it's pretty easy to, <laughs> to take away my squirrels.
0: Uh, if you people want enough that. interaction. <clears throat> See, that's mm-hmm. kind of the other leg up they have on elves is yeah, elves have those pointy ears, but most of them, especially the ones from, like, Lorwyn, they're all snooty, but squirrels, they're so adorable.
1: Yes, they are, but I feel like the cool, uh, deranged things the squirrels can do <clears> in a game <throat> perfectly, because they are super adorable, but a squirrel bite is one of the worst things that could happen to us.
0: Oh, yeah, that and the So there's... getting
1: bit by a million <laughs> squirrels, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. There's also the episode of Rick and Morty where Morty learns to talk or gets to talk the ability to talk to squirrels and winds up squirrels taking over the world.
1: I get tagged in that video yep. almost at least once a day.
0: I can imagine.
1: But it's it's kind of heartwarming because <laughs> so many people on TikTok uh, know how much I love squirrels, so I'll log in to just do some Doom scrolling in between Uh, jobs I'm doing at work and have, like, five notifications from people that saw a funny Squirrel video and tagged me to make sure that I could see it and enjoy more Squirrels.
0: That is the awesome thing about having an identity out there like that, that people associate with you. So once people associate the Squirrel with you, then everything Squirrel-related just goes right to you. Uh, For me, it's anything that's related to Pegasus, Summon Skull, or Unsummon Effects.
1: Right, it does feel nice to to be remembered and I get to see so many cool pieces of artwork on Mm -hmm. Twitter from all the people that tag me in uh, alt art that other artists make with squirrels. Nice. And there's cool altar sleeves, Mm -hmm. so I have a Chatterfang uh, right now with an altar sleeve on it that looks like um, a general in a war holding a bazooka over his shoulder. Was
0: it makes my heart happy <laughs> I'm guessing you also get the uh, the quote from op squirrel quite a lot yes
1: absolutely there's a there's a there's a whole bunch of squirrel representation in media
0: they yes. got Hammy.
1: um you have the squirrel from the emperor's new Groove, which started my major love for squirrel people with a d h d all of us millennials grew up mm-hmm. with the ooh squirrel thing, Gur from Invader Zim making constant squirrel references. Yep. There's there's oh and, and the squirrel in Invader Zim that tried to to eat one of the kids. It, there's there's plenty of amazing squirrels. Ice Age.
0: Mm. The list goes on. Yeah yeah and they're usually seen as kind of zany fun characters. And I actually think all the way back to my grandpa on my dad's side used to love Rocky and Bullwinkle.
1: Yes!
0: Moose with it. Yeah,
1: because it was on Boomerang when I was a kid, so I got mm-hmm. to enjoy all of those, too.
0: Yeah, I used to watch them on Cartoon Network. I remember oh. when they were still on Cartoon Network, and we could watch them in the middle of the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I, miss, I miss my Cartoon Network. So glad that my kiddo has, you know, a bunch of cool cool shows that are geared towards his generation, but nice. I, now at 30, I'm looking at it and going, I don't get it. And I hate it.
0: It's interesting, because at 32, I, I look at some of these things as a teacher, and I'm like, okay, is there anything here that I could use in my class? Um, one of my favorites was uh, Clarence. Uh, unfortunately, the creator mm-hmm. of Clarence is not a good guy, but <clears throat> and he wound up getting kicked off the show. But one of the episodes of Clarence had to do with Clarence dollars and how he would, uh, <clears throat> how they kind of pitted his friends against each other because he made them for just his friends, everybody wanted them. And oh, yeah. so their solution was to make so many of them that they would lose value. I thought that was really, really cool because as a teacher and a history teacher in particular, I teach yeah. the concept of inflation. And that's exactly what they did they used the concept of inflation to reduce the value of the currency so that they could meet the demand. So they could reduce the demand and create a, an, a static environment.
1: <clears throat> Do you find ways to work Magic the Gathering into your classes?
0: Um, I don't usually work it into classes because there are some issues, uh, especially early on in the game. There were some cards that had pentagrams behind them, like... Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, so, there's still some people who are kind of that way with it, but when I was teaching in person, I had a games club, and I'm a judge, I was also a tournament organizer, so I would have official tournaments in the school. And I would teach the people. Oh, that that sounds like fun. I would teach my students how to play from the ground up, I had some sponsors for it. It was a lot of fun, and I, I very much miss it, but... Um. when you move on to other things I'm, I still have a games club it's a little different though because I'm teaching virtually
1: oh yeah I bet
0: <clears throat> but I still love being able to find those connections especially through those older shows well maybe some newer ones as well
1: absolutely Um, I, it's fun watching Gen Z kids uh, look at the shows that I grew up on and find the humor in it, but also moments where they go, Oh my gosh, that's in a kid's show? Mm-hmm. My, my son does not understand why mm-hmm. anybody liked the show Johnny Bravo growing up. He's like, This guy yep. is creepy. <clears throat> this isn't okay. <laughs> <Even> with, uh, <laughs> I watch it and laugh.
0: Even more recent stuff like uh, Fairly Odd Parents had a lot of adult humor. There was one where Timmy had uh, <clears throat> a roll of uh, toilet paper, I think. He said he was going to go upstairs to his room and the parents said, we're not asking anything.
1: Right. Exactly. Or SpongeBob when uh, it's time to give Gary a bath and he gives him a bar of soap and winks and says, don't drop it. You know, there's just yep. those little things peppered throughout. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, it, that's for us, okay? Yeah. The people that create the shows know that half the time there's an adult with that kid watching it. They they got to throw in a couple of things to keep the adults
0: entertained too. hmm <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes they were able to use some of that, um, some of those euphemisms to go at some really important issues, like uh, Spongebob with the squirrel jokes. Yeah, I know, we're going back to squirrels. Yes, we're getting back on topic. (laughs) Uh, Spongebob with the squirrel jokes, Sandy, um, and that was sort of a way at bringing in racism and its effects on people and how it can really create legitimate concerns and fracture relationships
1: absolutely and i also think it's a great show to uh show acceptance because spongebob is an acquired taste Mm -hmm. but everybody in town works with him and understands how he is and accepts him for who he is and they get get to see them get frustrated with him but still love him and be his friend anyway
0: yeah i I especially like shows where the main character isn't always a necessarily a good guy. Sometimes they are a chaotic influence on other people. Uh, I like that Spongebob for the most part goes through it with humor. Uh, There are some, like there's one where Squidward's Tiki episode which was really creepy. Uh There's another one where Squidward can't think of a happiest memory and that's too real. Huh. Oh, you are trying
1: to break up a bit
0: there. Oh, there's another one where where Squidward can't think of a happiest memory, and that, that to me is too real.
1: <clears throat> Squidward is an entire mood. I love <laughs> yeah. Sandy. Sandy's my girl. But Squidward is a whole mood.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Sandy in particular, because she is a... Are you there? Oh yeah, I said. Well, Sandy is so Sandy is in, in particular because she is a <clears throat> squirrel, and there we go right back on topic. <laughs>
1: yeah, there we go.
0: <clears throat> what other squirrel questions you got for me? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so <clears throat> we talked a good amount about uh, so they so squirrels are different from other green tribes in that they use token based strategies. <clears throat> they operate in, at an exponential level. They can go wide or large, um, although there are really only a couple of commanders for them. Toski's probably a little bit better at going wide, but <clears throat> it, adding in the extra color is certainly worth it, and the additional synergies with all the tokens probably makes... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Chatterfang the the better option of the two. Uh, Absolutely. <clears throat> so, uh, we're going to do what the original is like, we're going, so now we're talking about some of the strategies, and we talked about what some of the cards can do, we talked about how, so how do they translate that into actually winning the game? You made a bunch of tokens. You have, You talked about you how you have some combos that you can use. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, A lot of fun combos uh, to end the game usually involve the infinite combos that let me either flood the board with a whole bunch of squirrels and keep anybody from being able to kill them or using something to give them all haste so that... I can just end the game like that, or making a whole bunch of scrolls and being able to sacrifice them to pump up my other creatures or sacrifice them to things that make everybody lose a life every time one of my creatures dies.
0: Interestingly, you mentioned giving them haste. How do you give haste in black and green?
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, a Akoma. chroma's Memorial. Um, it, gives, it gives all of my creatures haste. And I know there's a universal enchantment that only costs one green mana. I think they're reprinting in an upcoming secret Congordan,
0: lair Cor- uh, that Crossroads. Gives
1: all creatures on the battlefield.
0: <clears throat> yeah, concordant Crossroads is a very nice card. <clears throat>
1: yes, I want it. I need it for my nest. Mm-hmm.
0: I have one in my dog deck because <clears throat> I put my some of my more valuable cards in there simply because Mm -hmm. it's a dog deck. The cards are already that low in, in, like, value. Mm -hmm. And so, putting Concordant Crossroads in there just feels fair.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I know there's a really fun CEDH deck where you can combo out with, uh, I think it's, it's pronounced Protean Hulk
0: mm-hmm
1: <coughs> uh there's there's a lot of different cool combos i know um in my current deck i'll sacrifice dryad arbor and that's while i have pitless plunderer already out so the that effect will happen i'll get a uh <coughs> treasure and the squirrel from chatterfang And then I can activate Chatterfang's ability, sacrificing the squirrel to a sack outlet. Cudalus makes the two treasures and then just repeat the damage and kill everybody. Um, I can uh, use the Body Snatcher uh, in response to its ETB trigger, I can sacrifice it. To carry on Feeder and Viscerous Fear to return Protean Hulk back to the battlefield. Sacrifice Hulk with Feeder and Seer to tutor for other combos to end the game. Shadowfang to me is one of the most versatile uh, commanders, at least that I've gotten a chance to play with.
0: Awesome. <clears throat> so you can win from a variety of different positions. It can win aristocrat style. It can win <clears throat> with commander damage. It can win by going wide, and just smashing. Uh, do you have, like, lords in there, or other ways to pump the creatures? Lords? Uh, lords are- lord effects are usually creatures that give all your creatures of a particular type plus one plus one.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, there's one- Beastmaster Ascension. Uh, is one of my favorite ones to use. Uh, to go ahead and pump <clears throat> all my creatures. The thing gives them all plus six, plus five,
0: mm-hmm. plus five, plus five? Plus five, plus five. So it's a three-mana enchantment. Whenever you attack with a creature, you put a, probably I think it's a quest counter on it. And then if it has mm-hmm. a set amount of quest counters, you can probably get in one attack step. Because it triggers for each attacker. Then, they get pl- then creatures you control get plus five, plus five.
1: <clears throat> yes. So that's a really fun one to use, and then I think we spoke about it once before, uh, Chitter Spitter. I, I can pay a green and tap Chitter Spitter to create a Squirrel Token, and on my upkeep I'm able to sacrifice a Squirrel Token to put the Acorn Counter on Chitter Spitter, and every Acorn Counter gives all of my Squirrels plus one plus one.
0: Nice. <clears throat> so yeah, building up those effects like that <clears throat> is a really nice way to uh, to make your board of small creatures into a board of big creatures.
1: <clears throat> exactly.
0: But those token synergies and the death synergies are a big way to separate from other green tribes. Additionally, the art, though.
1: The, the art is a joy. <clears throat> <laughs> it really is. I like seeing all the different takes on the squirrels. There's something um, adorably menacing about seeing a classic mtg type of creature surrounded by a a mob of squirrels Mm -hmm. like deranged hermit Mm -hmm. i think even the back the the alternate art for the chatterfang card
0: and deranged hermit is one that is way up there in value at least for now uh it's one of the uh well, it was reprinted in Vintage Masters, but it's it's still pretty high up there. <clears throat> uh, so it's the ring.
1: definitely out of my price range right now. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about forty five, I think. But yeah, it's because it's part of the uh, it's part of the reserve list, if I recall correctly.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's a five mana one one that puts four uh, scroll tokens into play and, and gives all scrolls plus one plus one. Then it has echo, so you have to pay another five if you're gonna keep him around.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> um, I know Deep Forest Hermit, when it enters the battlefield, you can create four scrolls, so with Chatterfang Out you're making eight. And of course adding things like parallel lives or doubling season just just as a bigger F U. Uh, can can do some fun and gives all of my squirrels plus one plus one. Um, underworld Hermit uh, when it ETBs you make as many 1-1 one, one green squirrels as uh, equal to your devotion to black. Nice. So I know a lot of people that end up doing something more like a mono-black zombie theme mm-hmm. with Chatterfang and Underworld Hermit can... Be a great addition to that, even though it's a little pricier. Yep. It's four No, it's six. It costs six. It's four colorless and two
0: black. It's interesting that you mentioned normal creatures surrounded by squirrels, because there actually are there have been a couple squirrels that have or a couple of squirrel related cards anyways, that have made waves at the at the higher levels of the game. <clears throat> so I used to play on the Pro Tour. And I've been keeping Uh track of some of the older decks that people used to play, just in case, like, trends come back, or there's some way to make an analog to it. So Deranged Hermit used to be part of a deck called The Rock. You you may have heard of, uh, like, black-green-based defensive strategies called The Rock before. Um, It comes from The Rock and his minions. So, okay. deranged hermit used to be called the rock and his minions. That's where the, and he's okay. the namesake of that deck. So, if somebody says like I have a green-black rock deck. Uh, that's what that means. Especially uh, uh, those decks are, are usually uh, good in modern. There's a death cloud rock deck. Uh, modern jund is kind of a rock deck. But they don't have as many token strategies, but modern Avzan with Lingering Souls goes back to that idea of the rock. Which is uh, a defensive deck that uh, strips the opponent's hand, removes threats, and then uses one or two cards that make a lot of bodies.
1: <clears throat> all right, I'm starting to see that now. I googled the phrase "The Rock and its minions." Yep. And I'm seeing all these really cool decks popping up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of the cool things about being a student of the game like that. Is that you remember weird things like that? Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if you have the the earth. You probably yeah, Earthcraft is probably 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 out of the range as well. But
1: that's we'll, out of my range too. But I want it yeah. for a different infinite squirrel combo.
0: Yeah, squirrel nest and uh, and Earthcraft.
1: Mhm. <clears throat> I think Earthcraft is over a hundred dollars at this point, so mm-hmm. that's that's probably something I'll ask for for Christmas or my birthday, mm-hmm. and maybe get lucky <laughs> one year.
0: Uh, I have a copy of it uh, somewhere in my collection, and I don't believe I'm using it.
1: <clears throat> oh, you better hold on to that one tight, because I'm sure the value on that's only going to go up.
0: Um, depends on whether Wizards continues to honor Promissory Estoppel. But they probably will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what keeps the reserve list, uh, having value. Was <clears> by <throat> uh,
1: not, uh, reprinting them?
0: Yeah, that, that's the legally binding agreement that is keeping Wizards from releasing the reserve list uh, cards and reprinting them. It's called Promissory Understood. Estoppel. <clears throat> Because really, there I mean, there is no formal agreement, but it's as formal as you're going to get, and it's part of what enables people to invest in the game. Uh, so when people say like abolish the reserve list, we can think about that now, but it was something that is why the game was able to take off. Uh, if it wasn't because re- people
1: were investing in the cards as, <clears throat> as well as playing with them.
0: And because there was the promise from Wizards that their cards wouldn't just tank in value and be worthless, as a lot of other card games did. Like,
1: Understood. Like
0: Beyblade the card game, worthless. And it's fun to play if you can find people to play it with you. But when these card games go, go out of print and the creators of the game are no longer uh, producing new cards and it's really no longer played, <clears throat> then the value tanks. You don't want to put out, like, two uh, $2,000 for a Black Lotus just for it to be worthless.
1: And I can totally understand that. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why I, like, walk this fine line, this balance between wishing that I could afford whatever cards I want, but understanding that some people really take collecting seriously and, like, having that investment. I've seen countless of my friends get into... Uh, Uh, fall under hard times with the pandemic going on Mm -hmm. and be able to be in a blessed situation of taking some of their uh, extra magic cards that were valuable and sell them and be able to make rent for the month.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I wouldn't want those people to lose out on that.
0: Absolutely. So speaking of falling on hard times and being able to recover from that, what is it that your uh, your squirrel deck means to you that makes it so special
1: it's how i learned to play when i <clears throat> started learning how to play magic um my boyfriend didn't play commander he was more of a modern legacy historic kind of guy um and i turned to TikTok and found the mtg tiktok community or rather they all found me it was great oh and started posting a bunch of videos asking like hey I'm, i'm googling this stuff online but it's not making any sense i don't know what i'm supposed to do with this and then modern horizons 2 spoilers started dropping and somebody posted chatterfang and i freaked out like there's a squirrel in this game Because I I have people online saying that they're willing to teach me how to make a deck that lets me use this Squirrel. It's coming out now. So I I love Squirrels. And having something that was really familiar with me outside of the game uh, to draw me in further into this game I was already interested in was great. And I made my first deck and it was awful. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I got to start learning the process of deck building and then from there learning how to upgrade, learning different sources, websites, uh, people to follow online that, that allowed me to learn the cards and different combinations and strategies to make my Chatterfang deck uh, be able to hold its own against other people at game stores I was going to. So my Squirrel deck means a lot to me because it it helped me learn this game and find a community I felt I belonged in and I've made so many cool friends in the year since I started asking people online to show me how to play and it's all connected to Chatterfang.
0: Awesome, glad to see that, uh, it's been awesome to see how, it's, how you've been able to integrate into the community, that <clears throat> how the community has um, accepted you, and also how you have shaped the community in terms of showing how there's the open arms, but also in terms of how you've embraced other players, and <clears throat> um, let's say how you've embraced other players, how different players can see themselves in you as well. Um, because I know there's some issues with representation in the, um, in the magic community, and it's, it's awesome to see some of that start to, um, it's start to peel away as you see that magic is a game for everyone.
1: Absolutely. I really do want us to reach a point where, um... Where I'm, I don't count as like representation mm-hmm. as as it sounds. I, I want yeah. us to reach a point where it's just a given, it's expected. As mm-hmm. it was, it was just a week or two ago that when I posted the video on TikTok, somebody commented and they were a total sweetheart, but they were like, "Wow, a unicorn! I didn't know that Black women played this game. You're mm-hmm. the first one I've ever seen. Almost everybody at my local game store I've played with." I am the first uh, black vagina-haver that they've okay. ever played with. So it, <clears throat> I I can't wait to meet more people. It, it wasn't until earlier this year that I played with another black woman for the very first time. Mm-hmm. So I, I do hope that we reach a point where it's just common and nobody mm-hmm. is surprised by it.
0: Yeah, I also am hoping that the way that uh, the representation is seen is is true representation rather than tokenization.
1: Yes! There's a huge <clears throat> difference.
0: That's one of my favorite things. We were talking about TV shows and how we're excited for seeing the new things that are coming out for different generations. I love watching The Owl House. Because it shows... Oh, it's so cute! Yeah. and It shows a lesbian couple, and actually several of them, has just being a couple instead of saying oh they happen to be this or something like that it's not putting it in your face the way that a show like andy mack did
1: right it's not like they're screaming look at us look at us we're here we're here you see we're doing the thing we're doing the thing it's just it's just a show where these characters happen to have other things going on too and so you're, you're seeing it, and it's not seeming like it's the odd one out. It, it's just a normal person that shouldn't be treated as anything but just a normal person living.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and also how those relationships have gotten a chance to breathe. They had a chance to develop instead of just suddenly appearing. <clears throat> um, they had time to analyze and question the feelings that they had and get to understand themselves and each other better. Um <clears throat> which is a, a really cool thing to be able to see. Um, there's also the represent the different representations like actually putting in um, so having a, a Hispanic voice actress the um, voice loose, working in some of the uh, <clears throat> so some Spanish words and even some some slang or jargon.
1: Absolutely, and I know the pre-release that I went to two Fridays ago, um, sometimes I forget that representation is really important, and then something will happen that directly like affects me and then its oh yeah, this is this is why this is important. opening up different uh, cards to build our decks before we started playing mm-hmm. uh, being I saw so many more cards that had characters on them that i could go oh my gosh that looks like my aunt or uh there's a character from i think it was strixhaven named zamone
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that made my mom so <clears throat> excited She doesn't play the game at all but mm-hmm. that's her name and she oh, wears awesome. glasses and has super curly hair so that zamone looks like a little girl version of my mom oh, i got wow. drawn into the game seeing kaya on the box of Caldheim, mm-hmm. because I'd never seen a fictional character that looked like me before and I thought it was eerie like down to the the curl pattern and being makes the same ape
0: awesome and yeah, so the... it just
1: hits you randomly like oh my god <clears throat> this is important to me
0: <laughs> yeah so it's, it's cool they're reaching out to different groups like that uh but going to different uh places and different ethnicities I know there are some places where I'd kind of like to see them go back and maybe um, alter how they present that culture, like in Kaladesh. Um, I I know that Shivam wasn't necessarily... There there are lots of cards that I remember Shivam liking, but there's some that I remember having a... I mean, it's basically one of those, okay, this is supposed to be India, or an India-based plane with a lot of white people. chandra has an indian name uh comes from this plane that's indian inspired but a lot of the artwork depicting chandra shows her as like white as i am
1: i think it must have gotten a lot better uh fairly recently is since my introduction was call time when I came into magic, I was like, wow, this there's positive representation for all sorts of people. And so each set that I've seen has been similar to Kaldheim, where I'm seeing a variety of different uh, people, genders, shades, um, everything and uh, their differences aren't necessarily, like, the focal points of their identities. That's one of the things I love about Kaya, is she's she a, a ghost assassin that happens to be black. Her character is not centered around her blackness. Mm-hmm. She's just off doing her thing. Yeah. And
0: I I especially, I, I especially like seeing... Uh, I, I know that it, it's awesome to see female black representation, but I know that especially from working in inner-city schools, um, it's awesome to see Positive black male role models, uh, like Teferi. like Taffy,
1: Time <clears throat> Daddy.
0: Mhm. Well, and showing him with the kids, um, and showing him with his wife, and showing him, uh, showing basically how loving and caring he is. Um, you might not always like the cards that come along with him, <laughs> but I certainly appreciate, yeah, Time Daddy. Uh, I appreciate that. When, <laughs> I very much appreciate that. My students can see themselves in that. Huatli uh, came out. Uh, so Huatli from Ixalan uh, uh-huh. came out a, when my a lot of my students were learning how to play uh, when I was teaching in person, and I had a lot of Hispanic students as well as a lot of uh, uh, as well as a lot of Black students, and the Hispanic students really took to Huatli and her story, as well as. <clears throat> the entire Mesoamerican theme. This was their first chance to really say, wow, it, they, they look like us, and they they aren't depicted as savages.
1: Exactly. I know that my son got really excited seeing... Mm-hmm. What's his name? Uh, imaginative Rascal Pier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because uh, he looks like my kid, just with locks. Yeah. And he's off doing cool things with Toofy, the imaginary friend. And it's perfect for my 11-year-old. He thinks it's the coolest thing ever. But all that stuff is super
0: important. Okay, plus, with the imaginary friend actually having a card that's showing that the hopes, dreams, whims of this creature is actually Pierre's whim as a card, um, are tangible. As opposed to just being things in his head.
1: Absolutely. See, you get it. I knew
0: that we were going to have a good talk. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. It's interesting how there's there are also some things that are on the other side, and it's glad I was glad to see Wizards take some steps to remove some cards of the game as well that showed some of the more harmful aspects, um, maybe some artists that may have been um, have questionable influences. <clears throat> some cards that might not have been... or that that look don't look as great in the rearview mirror. <clears throat> I know they got rid of some that were Islamophobic, some that seemed maybe uh, racist towards black people. It was good to see them take some steps in that direction. I'd like to see some more, actually. <clears throat> Just to make sure that Absolutely. they focus on the positive. Yeah, I
1: think it sparks uh, really... Interesting, introspective, nuanced conversations that almost always end pretty well. It, it well, I'm thinking about conversations in person. The internet mm. is a completely different <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but you can have some really cool conversations, um, surrounding these cards and understanding uh, their impacts back then and today mm-hmm. and how much things have changed. The game seems so different. When I talk to players that have been around since the beginning or have been playing for 10-plus years, everything seems like it's, it's a lot different today than it used to be.
0: Absolutely. <clears throat> so, this is an interesting experiment. Um, so, I sent you, via uh, a message now, a card called Nebuchadnezzar. So looking at the card and looking at what it does, so it's three uh, black and a blue. Uh, X, tap, name a card, opponent reveals X cards from his or her hand at random, or the entire hand if they don't have enough cards. Opponent then discards any number of those cards that match the one you named, may only use this power during your turn. But you usually think that Nebuchadnezzar is like a wizard. Hello?
1: Oh, you cut out a usually oh, okay. that Nebuchadnezzar is.
0: Uh, like, so does it look like a historical figure, or does it look like uh, a fantasy figure?
1: That looks like a fantasy figure, but the name sounds really familiar, like it was from a Veggie VeggieTales show I saw <laughs> when I was a kid.
0: Nebuchadnezzar was one of the leaders of Babylon who destroyed one of the Jewish temples And massacred almost as many Jews, if not maybe more, than the Nazis.
1: Oh, my. Okay.
0: (laughs) He was a historical figure. He was a a king of Babylon. He presided over over a successful period in Babylon's history. But he also did horribly anti-Semitic things. So it's interesting to think about, well, we've removed some things that we thought were Islamophobic. Why would we keep an anti-Semitic character in the game? Because, at this point, not a lot of people see it. <laughs> I see right, it be- absolutely. I see it because I happen to be Jewish. But even that I had to look into. <laughs> because I'm a history teacher. I'm like, oh, okay, why is this guy a card? Uh,
1: is it banned today?
0: No, perfectly fine. Really? <laughs> Yeah.
1: I thought there were some cards that they were starting to ban.
0: They banned Islamophobic cards and some cards that were racist against black people, uh, or that seemed like they were in general promoting a racist or harmful agenda. Um, Let's see.
1: Oh, I knew it. I I grew up with VeggieTales. There was absolutely... A VeggieTales movie showing this,
0: this guy. Oh, he was nice. definitely
1: one of the bad guys.
0: That's good. Well, at least they're showing it that way.
1: Oh, yeah. They absolutely depicted him as, as a bad guy in it. Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: <laughs> so, Invoke Prejudice, Cleanse, Stone-Throwing Devils, Proudish Gypsies, Jihad, Imprison, and Crusade are the ones.
1: Those are the ones that
0: they have banned
1: so far. Yep. When did they start banning cards for this particular reason?
0: They did it once, and it was shortly after the killing of George Floyd.
1: Got it. Okay. So it's still fairly recently that they've started doing it. So I think if people keep up public pressure...
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, It's an interesting one, though, because... Being Jewish isn't something that people can see, and so it's not usually a designation that winds up getting protected that much.
1: Absolutely.
0: But then again, even the ones that people can see don't get protected enough.
1: (laughs) There's definitely not, but I have seen more outspoken support in general. Mm-hmm. So, I, I really do believe that we we need to just keep up the public pressure uh, on this particular card.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think with the changes that have been happening in the last two years, there's a pretty good chance that we can get that card taken out. Because that's that's not cool. That's really not cool. I, I would feel weird if I saw a card with a, a figure that did a lot of awful things to yeah. African Americans. <laughs> so, it makes total sense why this is not a card that we want to just be connected to.
0: Oh, yeah. That's where I think yeah, Invoke Prejudice wasn't just because of the name, it was also because there was a hooded executioner figure that looked a lot like a KKK member.
1: Oh, geez. Yeah. I haven't seen the art for that card. <clears throat> that, that's another one, old one? Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Silver lining, they don't seem to be coming out with cards like that anymore.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So there's some growth.
0: Oh, that's, oh, okay, I think that's the same one. Whoops. Okay, here we go. That's the one. <clears throat> Yeah, it's good to see that the representation has been leaning a lot more positive. Hello?
1: The- wow! There we go. <laughs> they, they really drew that whole thing up. <laughs> yeah. In 1994 and thought, this is great. Print a bunch of copies. Yeah. Wow. This this had to make it past multiple stages <laughs> yeah. to get to be printed. <laughs> like the, the name paired <laughs> with that image is is startling.
0: Yeah. At least we're not oh. seeing that nowadays. Eh? <laughs> Granted, that's, that was that's
1: too much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Granted, that was early in the game. So, you can... I don't want to say forgive because we know, but...
1: early in the game, but this <laughs> was 94. Yeah.
0: This is in the second year of the game. Whew!
1: <laughs> I am glad that one's gone. Yeah. The way that evoked uh a, a very sudden negative response in me, <laughs> Yeah, I'm... That's how you feel about
0: the uh,
1: the first card you showed
0: me, um, Nebuchadnezzar, yeah, it actually um Nebuchadnezzar is more because I happen to be a history teacher as well, otherwise, I'm not sure people normally see that connection, like you look at that and it looks like a wizard. This one though is just out there, yeah, yeah,
1: that one's not really forgivable not for sure. <laughs> no. Uh, was that the first round
0: of uh bands that
1: they did?
0: Yeah. <laughs> understandable. Understandable, understandable. Not a bit re- re- very reprehensible. Can you try? What's up?
1: What musical
0: is that? For? Oh Chicago.
1: Chicago. Got yep. it. I, I randomly burst off.
0: into song. I, I get that from my grandpa who was in the Marines and he was stationed at Midway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then he used to sing or recite poetry to keep himself sane while he was looking at the water. And then later in life, when we would have like family occasions, he would just randomly burst into song. Well,
1: the musicals are awesome, so he has good taste. Oh, yeah. okay thank you for the history lesson on those two cards i didn't just choose. i did not know that about those two
0: yeah well it's interesting to see some of those things and some of them you wind up having to look up some of them are more obvious uh but it's, it's cool to know about some of those things and can help to direct okay how do we make this game more accessible to more people
1: Hey, the history doesn't always have to be pretty, but learning about it is still important, especially mm-hmm. to add context and make sure that these kinds of hiccups don't continue on well into the future.
0: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah I was glad to see that New Capana wasn't too Italian, <laughs> it, it was very much a pastiche of a genre and not of a group of people. You cut out there for a minute. Uh, it's very much a, a parody or pastiche of a, of a genre and not a group of people in Nuka Pena. So mm-hmm. I was glad to see, like, not making fun of Italians. Ooh,
1: there we go.
0: Sorry, she's checking. Can I real quick? Okay. <clears throat> So, anything else you'd like to say about your squirrel deck or squirrels in general
1: um I've, I'm really hoping that the next set for Modern Horizons has
0: more squirrel support that would be excellent
1: I really want to see some more cool squirrels maybe even get another legendary one but honestly I'd just be happy with any type of squirrel support whatsoever when does mm-hmm. the next Modern Horizons come out the third one
0: Uh, I will have to check. I am not sure. I don't know if they've announced it yet. Yeah, I'm not sure if they've announced it yet. Hello? I don't oh, know if I don't know if they've announced it yet
1: yeah I'm googling it right now and I don't see anything about it which it's sad but that's fine hopefully they will come out <laughs> and that's all I want that's the only thing I wanted to add is that I hope that there's more support in the future
0: that would be excellent <clears throat> So where can uh, where can people find uh, more awesome squirrel um awesome scroll dialogue and conversation?
1: Uh, find me on TikTok. That's where I am the most often, and where um, any future announcements are going to be happening, which hopefully will be happening with over the next two months or so. Uh, but you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, send me a friend's request. I would love to be mutuals.
0: Sounds good. And maybe one of these days, I can get a personal pounding from the squirrels.
1: Absolutely. Definitely hit me up uh, in on here in Discord or on Twitter, and we can get something set up. It would be fun to play with you.
0: Will do. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. Have a great day.
1: Thanks. You too.